0: This is GKW. Welcome to another edition of Good Karma Wrestling. I'm Gabe Knudsen from ESPN Milwaukee. With me, as always, from ESPN West Palm, Brian Rowitz. And catch him on ESPN 1000 in Chicago, Jonathan Hood. With, With all these great things happening in wrestling right now, it seems like when somebody's contract is expiring, things just start to heat up. And free agents are kind of a real thing in pro wrestling right now. And we have two... One potential free agent whose contract is expiring soon with New Japan Pro Wrestling and Will Ospreay, and one who's currently a free agent because of well, his own actions from AEW, and that is CM Punk. Mm-hmm. These two big names, I know MJF could potentially hit the market, a lot of rumors out there, but for argument's sake, right now, we're focusing on MJ uh, we're focusing on CM Punk and Will Ospreay. Whose free agency are you more interested in right now between those two stars?
1: For me, Gabe, it's Will Ospreay. And the reason why is because he's got all these different choices. Whereas CM Punk doesn't have as many choices anymore. Impact Wrestling slash TNA could be a choice for CM Punk, which is really part-time work. You know, uh, WWE could be a possibility. But for Will Ospreay, and that's the guy. That's the guy. For the modern wrestling fan... Bro, it's, this is what you want. You want a guy here that, and again, I don't know what he looks like as far as a TV show. Could you imagine that ball of energy into a four or five minute match on TV? I don't know what that looks like, right? The same thing like, That hurts to it.
2: think about, honestly. Yeah,
1: like, okay, four minutes. Okay, bruv, what do you want me to do in four minutes, bruv? Like, <laughs> imagine, right? So I just think that Ospreay, he has every choice. I, I find it interesting that he's got Impact Wrestling, like on the on the line, saying that I could see myself as a TNA guy in 2024. New Japan wants him back. I'm, I know Triple H is interested in him as well. So to me, because Punk has burned so many bridges, we've been there and done that. I think it's Will Ospreay on an even bigger stage, if possible.
2: Yeah, that's the interesting thing. Like, I love this current version of Ospreay that literally goes to any company he wants to and gives them their match of the year. It was pointed out over the weekend on Cage Match, which, you know, we see rankings and people ranking matches. In 2023, five of the top ten matches belong to Will Osprey this year. Wow. Like, everywhere he goes, he's like, all right, you want a match of the year? I got you, bruv. And, like, goes out there and does it. He's done AEW, New Japan, like you mentioned, Impact this past weekend. The thing with him that scares me, though, is that, like, if that WWE bug bites him and Meltzer says they're obviously interested, he will listen do we lose the Will Ospreay that we love and see right now? Like, does he become a Nakamura or an AJ Styles where you know they can go and you might get those highlights here and there, but it's not going to be what we see currently?
0: I guess I'm more, I would be more hopeful for that under a Triple H regime versus, sure. you know, AJ Styles, Shinsuke. Like, we're seeing an un- unlocked Shinsuke under sure. Triple H right now. Like, we're seeing the best version of Shinsuke Nakamura currently. But for me, it's still CM Punk. Like Will Ospreay, yeah. I mean, look, Will Ospreay, tremendous in the ring. He's quite possibly the best in-ring performer we have in all of professional wrestling today, as you you listed off there, Brian. But he's making all these rounds. How much of an impact has he made, no no pun intended, at impact? Are tons of people, you know, tuning in, rushing to their TVs? Did it help the buy rate this last weekend for their pay-per-view in Chicago? Maybe a little bit. But Will Ospreay, as good as he is in the ring, is not a CM Punk when it comes to star level. Wherever CM Punk goes, eyeballs will follow, and that's guaranteed. Like, whether he goes to WWE, he's going to be a bump there. If he listens to Billy Corgan and ends up in NWA and CW, huge bump there, huge bump for impact. Will Ospreay is tremendous in the ring, but he's kind of a disaster when you put a microphone in his hand. I mean, you guys have made fun of the bruv thing. Like, how many times did he say bruv in the three minutes he had in his promo for AEW and he's like, Oh, like, he, and then he stole somebody else's gimmick, except it's a <laughs> step kids. I got, I got a four year old step kid, bruv. Like, no, like that's Heath Slater's thing. I don't care about your kids. Like we've already established that with Heath, but it, it just, he, he needs a little bit more coaching. And I think in order to be that mainstream type of guy that CM Punk already is like, so if we're talking about a, a free agents, Free agent who's going to have a bigger impact on the company, it's gonna be CM Punk. Now, the question with Punk is how long is he going to work <laughs> wherever he goes because he can't right. help himself at this point. But CM Punk, wherever he goes, the eyeballs are following. And he's going to have a more of an impact wherever he goes versus wherever will aspirate. I
1: understand goes. that point of view, Gabe, but the point is is that with CM Punk, and I'm a Chicago guy like he is as well, but the latest that we see from CM Punk is either drama or injury. It's one or the other, right? right? I mean, here's a guy here up in age, and when he wins the championship, he's pissed off and he's eating pastries, and he's pissed off, and he's telling people, hey, you know what? I don't like what's happening in the locker room. Now, here's the thing. That whole thing where he's pissed off in a locker room, that he's not going to have an open mic to talk about that. Because you, could you imagine under this regime in WWE, he gets pissed off in some of the locker room, and they got the open mic there. They would shut it off. All right, time to go. Right. There's no sitting there for mm-hmm. 30 minutes eating pastries, getting pissed. There would be standards and practices there, like, all right, that's enough. You can't say those things, and he knows that as well. But then the other side of this is age. Like how many like unless he's kept special where he's doing one-offs, where he pops up. He can't wrestle every night. He can't make the circuit. But I think that I'm looking at the younger asset and Will Ospreay. That's why I'm siding with Osprey, bro. It's is because I just think, all right, we've seen him in all these classic matches. Can he slow down enough to be able to get, tell that same story in seven minutes? I mean, when his first match is sure. against Tozawa, that's not going to be a 20-minute classic,
2: okay, if he goes to WWE. But he can make it one if you want it. If you need yeah, him, he'll get it, you to four stars.
0: Like. He'll, give you, he'll give you the commercial break match yeah. if you need it but with Tozawa. This Tozawa, that's the thing. Go home, go home, go home. No, bro, I've got ten <laughs> more moves,
1: bro. <bruv. laughs> go home, please go home. We'll take a commercial break. As a matter of fact, this match is over. Now, let's go to the back with a, with an interview. <laughs> It'll be in progress and you won't stop wrestling.
2: <laughs> but that's the thing with him. Like, you mentioned the age, he's only 30 years old. Yeah. Like, to me, what I see with him when it comes to free agency is Brian Danielson. Like, we know what he can do in the ring and we know that there are limitations on the mic. But look at what Brian is today in 2023 versus when he first arrived at WWE. Like, it wasn't there. It was the same boat. It was like, eh, do I really want to hear him cut a promo right now? Like, if he signs the company, there is going to be work there. Whereas right now, he's sort of going that Cardona approach of, hey, pay me, I'm going to show up, we're going to make it work, whether it's a ballroom, whether it's a gym, like, I'm going to be there and make it happen. And him in a big company, I feel like, gets him coached up and gets him to that next level.
0: How many WWE fans know who Will Asprey is?
2: That's the other thing. I don't think at times.
0: Okay, so I feel like when aj styles made the jump from new japan like he was you know at least when when nakamura made the jump they put him in nxt right. and it at least introduced him to a part of their audience that by the time he came up like there were enough people excited about it because the the you know the the takeovers were big enough aj just made the appearance at you know at the royal rumble uh-huh. and bad cuts aside. Yes. Like I feel like the crowd was excited. The crowd kind of knew at that point about AJ Styles. And I'm, I'm not sure since then how many people would have been able to make the jump from New Japan and still had that WWE fan knowledge. Like, oh, I know who this guy is. I've heard of him. I'd like to think at this point they've heard a lot of Osprey, but they also might not know him. Like, they may know the name, but they might not know him if they That's
2: see him. Well, to throw it back at you, like, I think the WWE fan is different. AJ at least had TNA and had some, you know, American run in him. Yeah. To throw it back at you, though, same situation, Rumble 24, Osprey comes out, The you know, the clock hits zero, it's him. Is that reaction louder than AJ got?
0: Um, I... I... Pfft. Probably, it, it's probably comparable. I sure. think you'd be All end right. up being comparable because I. I feel like the fan who goes to WrestleMania is different from the fan that goes to the Rumble or SummerSlam, right? Like for SummerSlam has always been the wrestling marks WrestleMania for, you know, that's kind of been referred to that. And I feel like, at least for me, because the Royal Rumble has always been my favorite event, but I feel like diehard wrestling fans go to that more than they go to what the spectacle is of WrestleMania. So I think there would be more people in the building that would know Osprey at the Royal Rumble versus... You know, if he, he if he made a debut at WrestleMania.
1: Well, there's a couple of ways to look at it. One, he can debut at the Royal Rumble and you just roll with that. Or if he actually is gonna be part of the company, trust the WWE to tell the story. Right? I mean, look what they're doing with Jake Cargill. Now I know there's diehard WWE fans that probably don't know who Jake Cargill is, but notice the story, how they're just in, you know, NXT, SmackDown, Raw, introducing her to the audience. Give Triple H, not Vince, but Triple H, the um, credit of being able to know how to tell a story. If Will Ospreay comes in there, I, I imagine there's vignettes and video packages to say, "Hey, this guy is from New Japan. You know, he's going to be a he's a rising star now. He's part of WWE. They could do it that way, or they could do a surprise. If you're asking me, the as far as the audience is concerned, we got to give the modern audience a lot more credit. If he rolls out to the Royal Rumble, it's like, oh, Will Osprey." He'll get, he will get his share of excitement because of what you guys just said. If it's just a Raw in Des Moines, no. But the Royal Rumble in Tampa St. Pete, yeah, because it's going to be from all over the country and all over the world at the Royal Rumble that will know who that is.
2: Yeah, but there is something to the WWE fan being different, being more casual, and, like, if that's not Will Ospreay, but it's, you know, Bill Falcon coming down the ring, like, you run the risk of when AEW does it before where, oh, with a different name and a different bird. That's what I was talking Bill there. Falcon. Right. Yes, very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a WWE version of him. <laughs> no?
0: If they ch- if they didn't change Will's name to Bill Falcon, I'm out. I just want to let you know, like, I'm all the way out. I'm going to leave, like, I, I, all the benefit of the doubt I've got for Triple H. If he changes Will Ospreay's uh-huh. name to Bill Falcon, I'm all the way out. Bill Falcon. It's-
2: Hunter, free of charge. I got you there. Save, save the creative juices. I got you. But, like,
0: we... But is Samantha Irvin getting through that name without laughing? <laughs> that guy, Bill Falcon's already in the ring in a satin jacket. In, in, yeah. in a jacket. <laughs> That's what he is. Yeah, Bill Falcon. Yeah, Bill Falcon is enhancement Bill <laughs> Falcon. Thank you
2: very much. And his opponent. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the, the AEW audience, which is the hardcore of the hardcore, we've seen surprises just come out completely flat. Like, Dark Order's in the middle of the ring, and I was like, who are those guys? Yeah, And just no reaction. So, like, I think WWE runs the risk of that if it's a surprise, and as opposed to taking the Jade approach where it's like, hey, we're going to tell you why this person is special. Mm
0: -hmm. Well, and it helps with Jade, I mean, it helps with Jade that she's just Yes, you put her next to Charlotte Flair, and you go because you you have context of how much bigger Charlotte is, like in terms of height, and she's got the broad shoulders, and for years and years about how you know she's just a special athlete in terms of her size, speed, strength, all those things. So when you put her next to Charlotte, and she's like the same size as Charlotte, you're going, "Oh, okay, I get it." Right, and it, it's be- because of Jade's physicality. It's a relatively, I think, the way they've been doing. It, it's an easy story to tell. Like, yeah, just look at look at like how ripped she is. Look at how big she is. She's clearly a star. And I, I mean, Osprey, I'm not quite sure how. I mean, obviously he's physically fit. I don't know how big Osprey is. Like, how if if he stands next to uh, John Cena, is he like the same size? I mean, he's not going to be as bulky, obviously. Yeah. But if he stands, you know, with, how tall is he? How much is he like? Just because when you're wrestling in New Japan and independence, like I, I don't know if he's like a, okay. a specimen compared okay, to some of players.
1: It, 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 there's, there's no body guys anymore. This is Triple H's job now. Okay. Is, you don't to...
0: Well, I'm just saying from a storytelling oh, right. perspective, like you may have to do more with Will than they've done with Jake. Goddamn, pal. He's tiny. James.
1: He's fine. <laughs> you, saw, you saw you saw him in real time like we did against uh, Kenny Omega. What would you think of his size yeah. against Can Kenny I? Omega? Omega – Definitely is built. Maybe not the tallest guy, yeah. but a five eleven, uh, like even six yeah. foot. He's tremendous.
0: Yeah. hundred oh, percent.
1: So, mm-hmm. I mean, I I just, but I guess going back to the punk thing, again, you know, his options are impact wrestling, TNA, or it's the WWE. And again, the whole thing with Punk and WWE, I just remember it like was yesterday just on and on bitching about the company bitching about Vince and triple H and the doctors and Stephanie. And it's like, you never say never. I get that, but I'm just wondering, I guess at some point we're going to be talking about who are the, what would be the matches, the key matches that you want to see CM Punk against whom in that company?
2: Yeah. I mean, there's stuff to do there. I mean, Rollins, I think that's sort of the tease. Everyone's sort of anticipating like those guys going at mania, like, You can make CM Punk special. Like, no, he's not working that Cody schedule of, like, four times a week house shows and things like that. But there's at least a base there to build on. Like, oh, I've heard of this guy. Or, oh, I've heard people chant his name. Here he is. And then you put a microphone in his hand, and we're good to go. There
1: was some speculation out there that WWE was putting out some references, as you well know, like from – Corey Graves making a comment or watching Shinsuke Nakamura with they go to sleep. There's some things there, and apparently that's just nixed. And according to Fightful Select, and we saw this for the last, I think, week or so. Like the doors closed on that for now, but who knows? The WWE, they could be, they could be sandbagging all of us. Who knows?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, th- this very well could be WWE being able to actually tighten up the hatches and pull off an actual surprise. Because I mean. Th- most of the things that happen in professional wrestling today, when it comes to big names, aren't really surprises anymore, right? Like, when when, when was the last legitimate surprise? Was it Styles? Because there were, there were rumors about Adam Copeland showing up in AEW, right? right? That, that that wasn't like a big shocking surprise. Other than somebody returning from injury that already works from the company, in this AEW era, since it's begun, and we've had some, some people go back and forth, I don't think there have been that many like actual surprises where we've been genuinely like, oh, I can't believe this is happening because usually there are rumors about, oh yeah, this person's going to end up here.
2: The only one I'll throw out there and the only reason it sticks with me is because I physically was there, but like Rod- Roderick Strong's debut in AEW, like that felt like it was out of nowhere because all the reports are that WWE was not releasing him, yeah. and that was a random dynamite, but it was one of those like, oh, it's Roddy. And, you know, he's a Florida guy, so it sort of made sense, but, like, obviously not on the impact of these guys. But I think you're right. Like, because this day and age, like, these things get ruined and spoiled beforehand.
1: That is true. I just, you know, with with Punk, when he made his comment just recently saying that he's not really thinking about it, I know he's thinking about trying to get back in the ring. But just, like, it, but what kind of Punk would you get, though? That's the question, Gabe. Like, I mean, it's not the same guy that was just shooting on everybody in AEW. What kind of guy would you be getting? And CM Punk because that's the guy that you're looking for. The reason why you'd probably be excited, even more so than the in-ring, is what he's gonna say. Because his the Mm -hmm. mic is more pop is more um impactful than what he does inside the ring.
0: A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think that there is a line that him and Triple H can come to where they give Punk some freedom and you just have to make, hey. None of this is going to be personal. Like he's just going to shoot. Like we got to let him cook, right? Like got to let him. like This is what yeah. makes him special. We got to let him cook a little bit. Nobody get pissed off backstage. If he takes a shot at you, it's like this is just all part of the show. And I think like it just became too personal for everyone in AEW. Like, and, and again, it goes back to Jungle Boy Jack Perry, who we still haven't like. When, have we seen him since nope. he took that shot at? No, pump?
1: but he's going to be at the
0: Rumble. <laughs> That That would be something, but but that's what I'm saying. Like Jack just took it like too far, and then Punk took it personally. You got to like, we just got to clear the air between a bunch of people. I think if Punk is going to work in WWE, well,
2: before we move on, I mean, obviously a lot can happen between now and then. Where do you think these two end up?
1: Um, CM Punk could end up in Impact Wrestling in 2024. Because 2024, guys, you think that we're going through a, a good time now. Guys, 2024 is going to be incredible. There's going to be a lot of movement and a lot of things that's going to happen, raising the bar for a lot of companies uh, in 2024. So I could see Punk at TNA, and I could see Ospreay, um You know, why can't Osprey be this, that Euro's uh, Cardona? Why can't he just be everywhere? Yeah. At, uh, everywhere all at yeah. once.
0: I think ultimately Triple H passes on CM Punk. I think he ends up in TNA as well. And I think Osprey like, his main base will be New mm-hmm. Japan. But then he just kind of continues what he's doing. I mean, with New Japan, he's able to do literally anything he wants other than WWE. Yeah. Right? Like, he's shown up in AEW. He's shown up in Impact. He's shown up on, like, how show... Like, yeah. He's everywhere. So I think he just continues to do that and he can, you know, I know he's a little more open to living in the States now, but it gives him that freedom. I think that maybe he's searching for. Yeah.
2: I agree with the off rate part. I think Punk still ends up in WWE somehow, some way. That they take their chance. I hope
0: you're right. I hope you're right. Because otherwise I'm going to have to figure out if I have access TV and I'm going to have to figure out if I can watch Impact if Punk comes, or excuse me, TNA, which it's going to be called in 2024. We'll see. I'm going to have to figure that out because that's – Punk is, to me, still must-see TV in professional wrestling, even in 2023.
2: St- I know I have the CW, so we've got that. So I'll know where to yeah, find it. Yeah, I know I've
0: got yes. CW. Yeah. So if he goes to NWA, yeah, we're good. I know I got that. You
1: have Spectrum, you don't have access. So long, everybody. You just <laughs> you don't have it. So, there, there you up. go.
0: There you go. All right. Mystery solved from Jonathan Hood. Uh, WWE SmackDown is going to be right here in my hometown of Milwaukee tomorrow night. SmackDown should be a big one, by the way. Make sure you set your DVR. It's going to be over on FS1 because of the World Series, so it doesn't always automatically just flip over because it changes channels, so make sure if you want to watch SmackDown tomorrow night, you set your DVR for FS1, but it's going to be a big one because Roman Reigns and LA Knight are going to have a face-to-face, their last face-to-face encounter before Crown Jewel, but also the Street Profits are scheduled to be in town, and we had an opportunity to talk to Angelo Dawkins earlier this week to get us ready for SmackDown right here in Milwaukee. Excited about our next guest right here on GKW. We welcome in one half of the Street Profits, Angelo Dawkins. You can check him out right here in Milwaukee. Smackdown on October 27th, Pfizer Forums. Ticketmaster.com is where you can get your tickets. Angelo, I'm excited to see you here in Milwaukee. But with Smackdown, you guys have now been partnered up and you you guys have been doing some things with Bobby Lashley. What's that been like for you to be paired up and and now be involved with a former WWE Universal and WWE champion?
3: Oh uh, man, it's been a lot of fun. You know what I'm saying? Uh Bobby Lashley's taking us under under his wing for a couple years now. Like even like when we first got called up to Raw and he was there. So like he's always been an our here ever since. And to be in a group with him now, be ta- be teaming with him now is 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 awesome. I mean, the only thing that's like pretty weird now is that I'm in suits, but hey.
0: <laughs> yes. How much how much of an adjustment is that because you guys usually, you know, usually have either baseball jerseys or basketball jerseys that have to be, you know, happen to be themed with a lot of the cities you happen to be in. Right. It it right. is a stark, you know, in terms of the wardrobe you're wearing now on television, it is a stark contrast.
3: I mean, yeah, it's it's a big time contrast because I mean, Tez is used to rocking suits. He rocks suits to freaking McDonald's for some stupid reason. <laughs> He's always been in suits, as you always know. I'm the one, in case y'all just don't know. You know, I'm the one that's always in hoodies, sweatpants, house shoes. I'm relaxed. Now I'm in suits, it's it's a it's a it's a different uh, it's a different ball game in suits. You know, I just. Still getting used to it, though, you know? So, AD, who's picking
1: out that wardrobe for you? Uh, is there somebody in WWE? Is it your tag team partner? Who's picking nah, out
3: it's, yeah. it's, it's just me. It's just me. You know, uh, I just go and just pick out suits now. Uh, it's it's. Trust me, man. Trust me. There's one thing I've always hated in this world. It's shopping. <laughs> okay? Unless it's grocery shopping. Yeah, I hate it. You know, <laughs> grocery shopping and video game shopping, but clothes shopping, man. Look, that was possibly the only thing as a kid that would get me in trouble with my mom. She she would take forever clothes shopping, and I hated every second of it. Even when she would like try to be funny because she got tired of seeing me in house shoes, house shoes, and sweatpants going to school, like she would like lay out an outfit and i'll just look at the outfit and be like oh you think i'm really gonna go to school rocking that <laughs> yeah all right that's a hoodie real quick she dressed me up to go to church i would purposely purposely after church go play football in my dress clothes to make sure i never had to wear them again and i would treat them like they were shorts hoodies sweatpants get them nice dirty rip just Man, it's, trust me, man, it's it's a, it's a crazy experience when I have to go shopping because I get those, like, I get PTSD every time I go shopping now. It's just like, ah, But then apparently people keep telling me I look good in suits. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm a little bit older. I'm a little bit more mature now. So, you know what I'm saying? And then B-Lash and Ted's like, hey, we got
2: to rock suits. I'm like, all right, Cool. We've seen you and Montez Ford sort of grow up from NXT to the main roster now. When did you guys realize what you were doing was working and was gonna get this successful?
3: Oh man, uh, Man, we had a couple moments like that, honestly. We had when we uh when they sent us to Evolve when we were still at NXT, um when we were there. And we were like, "Oh, we can hang with anybody." You know what I'm saying? We could we could do this easily. Uh, I want to say take over Phoenix, which was I want to say the very beginning of 2019, I believe, uh, when we wrestled the Forgotten Sons at the time at that at that taping. And then as time went on, when Paul Heyman called us up. When we did the first backstage with him and like did a couple backstages that day when we first got called up to Raw, that was like, oh snap, like, yo, we, this, this, yeah, we, we belong.
0: <laughs> well, so not everybody's had the success from NXT up to the main roster the way you guys have. What do you think has made you guys be able to connect with the audience, whether it's NXT or Evolve or on Raw or SmackDown the way you guys have?
3: Uh, honestly, it's just us being ourselves, you know. Um, like we've always been ourselves no matter what, and that that helps, you know. Tez is always super hyper, always singing, doing whatever he usually does, and I'm just always like the laid back dude. We always got like you always got those kind of uh. You know what I'm saying? Those combinations with friends. You know, you got the one that's way more outgoing. You got the one that's super laid back, but just as goofy in a way. But he's just like, he just delivers it in a different manner. And like, that's what we both bring. Cause like, people will be like, oh, oh, we know dudes like that. True. Heck, we're even like that as well. And like, it's just us being ourselves. And then not only that, like, giving props to like guys like Paul Heyman. He was making sure that he's like, hey, just be yourselves. So he was beating that in our head the whole time. Like, hey, make sure you're yourselves. You make sure you're yourselves. Just be, just be you. Just be you. You know what I'm saying? You come off as authentic. So as long as you're being yourself and not trying to play a part, people can see, like, right through that. And we just been ourselves pretty much the whole time.
1: Angel, you had to start off as a singles wrestler and then get to be a team wrestler uh, with Montez. What was that? Uh, what was that? you to be able to go from
3: singles to being a tag team guy. Uh I mean it was cool because uh man, me and Tez were already cool before we became a tag team. So like that kind of helped. A little bit uh sometimes like people could be in the tag team and they're not like really cool outside the ring so it kind of like it's a little rough patch there but for us it was easy uh i mean i'll say this being in a tag team i ain't got to work as hard anymore you know, you know what <laughs> what I'm saying? my wind is lovely in the tag division <laughs> <laughs> you're in there 15 of the time the, you don't mind that other 50 right yeah 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 you know you know it's it's easy you know what i'm saying Ooh, I'm tired. Hey, bro, it's your turn. Bam. Tap. Woo. <laughs> you know, rather than being there in singles, you know, I'm like, woo.
0: woo Well, I guess sort of along, right? those,
2: along those lines, what are, if any, your own single aspirations down the line? What
3: are my own single aspirations down the line? Ah, man. I haven't even thought about it, dude. Honestly. Like I'm so I'm like so busy with this and so I'm just so focused with what we got going right now. Like, hey, like don't get me wrong, if a singles opportunity ever did happen, like, all right, cool. I'm pretty sure people have seen me in singles action. I've wrestled Seth Rollins and took him to the breaking point. I've wrestled Damian Priest in the Elimination Chamber qualifier. And brought him to a breaking point, you know. It was like, and Taz has gone and done unreal, crazy things. He's wrestled Roman, he's wrestled Seth, he's wrestled in the Elimination Chamber. Dude turned into Spider Man for a minute. I <laughs> like it's man, I, I like we a lot. I know a lot of people bring it up, and I honestly haven't really thought about it. We haven't even discussed it. I do know like everybody wants Tez to be in the singles, which is cool with me uh, because I'll be there to support him no matter what. But me personally, I I'm so wrapped up in what we got going that like singles competition is like the last thing on my mind right now. I mean, but if it happens, it happens.
0: What got you into professional wrestling? What who are some of the people maybe you grew up watching or, or why was professional wrestling something that you wanted to do?
3: So I, what got me in professional wrestling was I was wrestling in college at Harper college. Uh, so I got recruited straight out of there and we were at national duels and our coaches like to play pranks on us during tournaments for some crazy reason because they just like to make themselves laugh. Uh, but they, uh, so basically I'm getting ready for my match. I'm warming up and, my coach Kelly and coach will come up to me. It was like, Hey, yo, yo, you're not going to believe this. I'm like, what? He's like, yo, Jerry Briscoe is here. And I look at him. And I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> and, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, nah, it was, uh, so they're like, bro, do you not know who he is? I'm like, at that time I didn't. Um, I was like, uh, nah, man, I don't know who that is. It was like, yo, this is Vince McMahon's right hand man. And I was like, what? Like, I'm just looking at him like crazy. It's like, yo, Vince McMahon's right-hand man, WWE, Jerry Briscoe wants to talk to you. He's here right now. I'm like, bro, man, get out of here, dog. I gotta go get ready for this match. Like, y'all trying to be funny and stuff. I'm thinking they're like playing jokes on me and stuff like that. Sure enough, I wrestle. I come over. I'm breathing hard, trying to find the closest Gatorade possible. Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, Jerry Briscoe comes up to me. He's like, hey, I'm Jerry Briscoe wwe and i was like oh you guys weren't joking all right all right cool (laughs) so like um he like and to be fair like the only thing i knew about wwe at the time really was like the rock stone cold undertaker like all those guys so like it was never really on my like in my mind at that point in time until i met jerry briscoe right then and there and briscoe talked to me about uh he's like yo think you I think you'll do really well going down there and trying out. And uh, I think uh, you can uh, possibly have a pretty big future in WWE. And so this happened in 2012. So he gets me a tryout. I go try out. I end up making it. Uh, I get hired later on in 2012, and I've been here ever since, pretty much.
1: Speaking of, of pranks, outside of Tez, low key, who's the funniest guy or woman in the locker room?
3: Hmm. Funniest guy, man, that's tough. That's tough. We all ha- we all have our 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 moments, I guess.
1: Like somebody that you would that the audience would not believe. Like, oh man, this person is pretty pretty hilarious.
3: Pretty funny, man. That's <laughs> tough. Uh. Super serious WWE locker room. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We take we take everything serious in the locker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's there's no. no hey, look. Z, wipe the smiles off your faces. All right. Oh yeah. Oh, sure. If I see well, I, if I see a smile, I better see a smile wipe right behind you. <laughs> like. Yeah, yeah. We take this serious. Nah. The funniest dude. I I gotta go with Jimmy. Jimmy. Okay. Jimmy's the funniest. What is do Z- do? what does he do? Ah oh, man, he just jokes around like pretty much what you see on TV now. Yells yeet every other word. Uh I mean, be in the back playing tacking and stuff, so like he'll be talking smack while he's like doing that and all that stuff. So I mean the only time he's really quiet is when I'm beating everybody in Madden. So but, <laughs> <laughs> uh But, no, nah, I, I got to go with Jimmy, man. Jimmy's Jimmy's funny. Jimmy's pretty funny.
2: Speaking of the Usos, we've seen what you guys have done in the ring with them. What's a tag team out there that you haven't worked with yet that you guys say, hey, we can make some magic with them?
3: Hmm. Ah, man, honestly, I feel like all of them, honestly. Uh, I think the Creed brothers, definitely. Um... Would definitely like to get in there with, uh would like to get in there with Trick and Melo, definitely. Trick, Melo gang, shout out to them. Uh, man, who else? We've already been there pretty deadly, which is cool. Man, I, I just feel like we got a whole bunch. Out the Mud, Out the Mud, OTL, definitely them. Malik Blade and Idris. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I would say Lost Authoritys, but we wrestled them a couple times. Would say Alpha yeah. Academy, but we wrestled them a couple times. <laughs> I mean, if New Day ever wants a rematch, because the last time we faced them, you know, we beat them. So, uh, if they ever want a rematch, they they can get this work as well. I mean, all right. I I say all the tag teams, honestly, <laughs> man, like. We enjoy working all the tag teams. We just we're just happy to see where tag team wrestling is going and how it's how it's uh you know what I'm saying making a little bit of a big time resurgence. You know, obviously we feel like we're at the top of our game. So psh, whoever whoever wants this smoke, man, you know what I'm saying bring it
0: angelo thank you so much for the time man cannot wait again angelo dawkins he is going to be right here in milwaukee smackdown coming our way friday october 27th at pfizer forum get your tickets at ticketmaster.com they are affordable and i know you guys are going to put on one hell of a show
3: you already know fam we in milwaukee what else is new you know what i'm saying we got to put on a show you know what I'm saying? We got. I know I know. Milwaukee feeling a little different. I know the air is a little different in old Milwaukee now. Y'all got Dame Dollar now. So, I'm like, now y'all trying to move a little different. I see y'all guys slick. You know what I'm saying? But we going to have to put on a show down there in old my Milwaukee, bro. <laughs>
0: Always appreciate Angelo Dawkins joining the show. Again, SmackDown here in Milwaukee tomorrow night. Tickets available, Ticketmaster.com. That was number one of a segment we like to call the three count as we go through some of the other top stories in the world of professional wrestling. Brian, what do we have at number two? All right, in
2: the AEW world, MJF continues to be top of the card. He will challenge Kenny Omega, defend the title Saturday night on Collision. He's got Jay White coming up. Wardlow the around Samoa Joe. But all the questions settles around who is in the devil mask? So we start with that. Who is it? Who's wearing that devil mask that we saw up here once again last night on Dynamite?
0: I keep trying to think about what makes the most sense here. And to me, like it has to be something with Roddy Strong and and trying to tie that whole thing together. I don't know if Roddy can, you know, somehow convinces – but 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 I mean, in order for all that to work, though, I would think that Adam Cole would have to be around. He's still just on the periphery, as he uh, apparently has had his surgery now, and it's going to take some time for Adam to recover. But I don't know if he convinces, you know, Adam Cole that hey, look at what MJF is doing, but because actually Roddy Strong who's been doing it. I, that's the thing I've tried to make the most sense of in terms of who's behind that devil mask and. It kind of seems like it's going to be a while before this is revealed. We've got two months before supposedly MJF is a free agent. I I don't know if we have that kind of time in order to tell the story unless he's already signed some sort of extension.
1: I think that um, you might have hit on it. I think it is Roddy Strong. Obviously, he doesn't need to be in that wheelchair. Uh, He just is there to yell and put on his goopy glasses. Um, So I think that's him, but... Is that a letdown to the audience if you find out it is Ronnie Strong? That's the question, bro. It's-
2: it feels like it would be, and that's the thing. Like the way they're storytelling with MJF right now, like it's the best the belt has been since it's been on MJF. Yes. Like it's one of those things where it's like, hey, everyone wants to be world champion, Jay White, Samoa Joe, Wardlow, which I guess is turning heel right now, mm-hmm. which is his own decision. Like, there's so much going on. So I agree that it would be a letdown. And that's the tough part right now and honestly why I'm sort of excited about the angle because I think the payoff could be pretty good. Like one of the names I even thought of, could it be Max Caster? Could they turn the acclaimed heel?
1: Well, you know, it's funny about Max Caster because that bastard's always been a heel. You know this, right? Never mind about the That's fair, yes. He's a bastard. And he's been a a heel the entire time. I'm not saying that the acclaim need to be broken up because it's one of the acts for AEW, but he's been the a-hole the entire time. He has been. I mean, think, think about it. You've got Billy Gunn, you've got his tag team partner, good guys. Him, he takes it too far, and so it wouldn't surprise me if he, they gave him a heel run
0: because he's already there. He's always been a bad guy to me. To me, no. But well, I, I mean, care. they're trying to make him. They're trying to make him into a good guy. You know, they're they're, they're trying to help him out, and then he just says the inappropriate things to the uh, the backstage reporters, <laughs> which it really got me a couple weeks ago when he asked Renee how the oral sessions were like, that was just a good joke. Like it was just, it landed, made me chuckle the way she played. It was fantastic. Um, I mean, Max would certainly be an interesting choice. I I, I'm just, yeah, I'm trying to think about this logically and what makes the most sense. But again, with, with AEW and the way that just challengers are lining up so quickly for, for, you know, for MJF, you know, we've, we've have Jay white coming up here. What we, have, we have Kenny Omega offering to be a friend there, Samoa Joe. And as you mentioned, Wardlow still waiting in the wings. So the, the, like the line is starting to extend around the block at this point for legitimate challengers for MJF. And yet the one that is the most intriguing is whoever is behind that devil mask. Or it's been MJF this entire time. And that's just a part of MJF that he can't leave behind. And he's always been the devil. And the, the greatest trick the devil ever played was convincing you he didn't exist, which is what this face run of MJF is doing.
2: What, so you're saying it's CM Punk? Because <laughs> that's his line, right? Yeah.
0: Well, that is, well, right. that is CM yes. Punk's line, but MJF has also yes, used it. Yes. It's intriguing
1: because, guys, the way this is booked is old school. It's the yeah. way it used to be, where contenders would line up and just like, because when you see it all in one show or a couple of shows, no, but you would build up to it. You know, I've been seeing this in years where it's like everywhere he turns, oh, MJF's a, a heel here. No, he's a babyface there. Like The idea that on Saturday night we're going to get Omega against MJF is amazing to me. It right. blew my mind. I'm like, <laughs> are you sure you want to do this now? Like, on, on a collision Saturday night?
0: Are you sure you want to do that? Um, so Like the collision numbers have rebounded. Yeah. They've been doing okay. We don't need to do this <laughs> I'm right now. i just
1: that that's... Okay. Call me old school. That's a pay-per-view I'd pay for. But that but it's gonna be on collision. I'll watch. We all will watch and we'll comment.
0: Well, and 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 I guess I, I don't know if this was just kind of thrown together last second. It's like, oh man, he's coming up right. on the record that we have for our championship with Kenny. Ooh, we should probably have an opportunity for Kenny to end that. And it it, it seems like it's something they almost forgot about and then booked and, last and, second. You and, know what I'm and saying? And
1: soft attendance sales too at Mohican Sun. Yeah. It was it was lousy until we saw that. Then there was a bump up. Just from last night, I've been reading mm-hmm. on it, and it's like, oh, boy. That's something I did not expect. But uh, but as you mentioned, Gabe, this is actually good because it keeps the mystery going, including the mask, man. It just keeps the intrigue going around MJF and that world title.
2: Yeah, because the most, like, I feel like the best payoff for the mask is Adam Cole. But if he's not healthy and he can't go and we don't get that payoff, and like you mentioned, Gabe, if MJF's leaving in two months, like, then what? Like, all of a sudden, there is no payoff and things like that. And they can make things disappear like we sort of saw last night where, you know, the quarters aren't mentioned anymore. Like, it's interesting to see how they pay it off because there are so many other ways right now. Like, a Wardlow would have made sense there. That would have been a hell of a way to bring back Wardlow. Where, like, yeah. he's pissed off and yeah, wants but- to do things. So, I don't know.
0: I guess that's pro wrestling logic as well, because like we've we've seen the yeah. man in the mask in action. Like yesterday was just an interruption where it was like you know mid chest up, so it's just kind of the head and shoulder shot. But we've seen him in action, and if all of a sudden, yeah, that that wasn't a Wardlow sized yes. man the first time we saw that guy in action. Wardlow kind of sticks out, especially around AEW. But yeah, I mean that would have been a good way to bring potentially Wardlow back. I, I, Adam Cole, I'm with you. Would make the biggest payoff, but. It would have made sense when we thought, oh, maybe the ankle injury was just to work, but he actually legitimately needed to. And MJF also announced last night double
2: duty again at full gear, defending the ROH tag belts against uh, the gun club, the Ass Boys, whatever you want to call them.
0: I just
1: just think that's just fascinating. I mean, they're they're trying to use MJF as as much as possible. And by the way, it's not like Jan 1, he's leaving the company. I don't see that happening. There's an extension there. Or there's probably a negotiation, or maybe it's not. I have no idea. I've not heard any any rumor or innuendo about MJF and whether or not he's going to stay with the company. He's an extent extended whatever. Um, I think even through Revolution, we'd see MJF as champion. When when you guys when Sting retires, when Sting retires, don't you think MJF will still be the champion?
0: I I'm I'm just so nervous about this. Because he allowed, to, like Tony, allowed Cody to work without a contract. Like we've we've seen malfeasance yeah. in terms of contracts when it comes to Tony Khan. And if he just decides to trust MJF, and MJF shows up on WWE programming because he doesn't have a contract with AEW Bell. God. like um,
1: so. Like, I mean, it's so, it's yeah, possible. You're right. You're right, Gabe. Sting's
2: behind the mask. He's <gasps> in a double it's, it's, <laughs> it's Sting Sting! wins the title. The retirement's put off. And then Sting, we get Sting tired. versus Flair battle of the belts for the AEW title. Perfect. There we go. You're welcome, Perfect. Tony Khan.
1: <laughs> Reach out to Broads. He's got it all
0: booked. Look at He doesn't want any part of it. Nate said he's got more oh, to take. no. no. Like, I, I mean, hey, I'll, Nate being the surprise last night was fantastic. Like, that was great. When I thought for a half second that he might be the third man in a tag team, I got a little concerned. But luckily, you know, Christian Cage took him out with them. <laughs> A lot of good pops on Ric Flair by Christian Cage last night, by the way. A lot of good pops. I don't know if Christian Cage, we've mentioned this before, has ever done this great of work. Um, and maybe it ends up being Christian Cage. Who knows? Um, behind the devil mask. Like, he just even fooled Christian Cage into more things yeah. in AEW. I don't know. But it it, it seems like, again, the the one the only one that makes sense to me is Roddy Strong as much as he has been around everything and, like, him offering up his – it just didn't – it seemed out of place a little yeah. bit last night, which makes me think it's it's going to end up – By out. the
1: way, Flair says, I'll hitch my ride to you, Sting. Meaning that this is not the last time we're going to see Ric Flair in AEW. Right. Correct.
2: Correct. He not say no to a paycheck. Come on.
1: He will have the tights on, and he will help Sting at some point. <laughs> no. I'm just telling you, man. Because otherwise, no. why? It should have been a one-off. If this WWE, yeah. thanks, thanks Rick for coming. And by the way, shout out to Rick Flair. I was afraid when he took the mic. I'm going, oh God, he's going to talk <laughs> for 20 minutes. Oh my God! And he actually he cut himself off to let uh-huh. Christian in. I was surprised because usually Rick in that situation does not look at the hard camera and also talks for 20 minutes. So I was very surprised at that. He actually had some discipline. Thank you, Rick.
2: Will his final final match What's be on Rampage?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: Or, or, revolu- no, or Revolution. No, it's – I mean, if he's if he's sticking around through Revolution, I'm sure there's another battle of belts at some point. So Rick Flair um, wears the mask.
2: Okay, so he's the –
0: Flair is the devil. <laughs> Flair's the devil, the true devil, the one true devil. What do we got at number right, four? Wrestling
2: Ryan. Observer has released the Modern Performers that are eligible for this year's Hall of Fame class. Let's do a little draft. There's 15 total names. Let's go through. We'll each name three one by one. Which of these guys deserve to be in that Hall of Fame? Here are this year's modern performers that are up. The Briscoes, the Young Bucks, Edge, Goldberg, the Hardys, Becky Lynch, John Moxley, Holland Nash, Paul Orndorff, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, CM Punk, Roman Reigns, Trish Stratus, and the Steiners.
1: All right. Do you go first, Dave?
0: So Holland Hall Nash is one yes. entity yes. there, right? As the way a you team, kind of yes. Okay. That's... That's that's what I thought.
1: So, Gabe, you want to go go first? Was, we go.
0: Yeah, I'll go first, and I'll take Colin Nash because those guys, again, like when you think of the, the the height of professional wrestling was the Monday Night Wars. They kicked it off. They were such a big part of that. When you're looking at 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 what professional wrestling has kind of become, that's such a big part of those two making that leap from WWE over to WCW. Like they didn't know what to do without those guys. Like Vince just tried to go, Oh, it's more the characters. It's not the performers, you know? And then we had, you know, a a fake, you know, diesel, you know, we had a, we had a fake razor Ramon. It just, it wasn't, it wasn't right. Um, so I would take Colin Nash number one.
1: Okay. So it's to me now. Yep. I'm going, Mm -hmm. I am going CM Punk on this, um, because of what he's brought to the business. Not only he's, you know, it's funny, we hear Matt Cardona talk about how, how he's the king of the indies. Actually, it was CM Punk first. Right. Uh, and I know it was mm-hmm. more or less in the Midwest, but the point is, though, is that that ROH, his ROH run, going from ROH to the WWE, CM Punk signed his WWE contract in ROH on a turnbuckle. I don't know if you guys ever saw that footage. Top turnbuckle, mm-hmm. he signed his contract because he was such a heel and such an a They signed it in front of that ROH crowd um and they hated him for it uh because again cm punk meant so much to the indie fan goes to wwe becomes a champion when people didn't think he could for 300 plus days he's a champion people don't forget there was some good promo work in there him and heyman together and um, P- oh, yeah. Punk against um, Nash. It was some good stuff yeah. in there, right? So, and then of course, you know, goes away for a while, comes to AEW and sets the world on fire there. So I would have CM Punk as someone that should go into the Wrestling Observer Hall of Fame.
2: I-, I agree with both your picks. For me, though, for number three, like, I go with the Bucks. I think about impact on the business. Like, AEW exists because of the Young Bucks. Some of the podcasts and behind the scenes and vlogs that we see. Are because of the Young Bucks, and I think a lot of the indie resurgence was on the back of those guys and what they did. And I think that overall impact has sort of gotten us to where we are today as pro wrestling fans, where we have these options, like we have a second legit company. And I think the Bucks are responsible for that.
0: Um, my second pick, I, I so I, I ranked them one through fifteen. Like when when I saw this, we knew we were going to. I ranked them one through fifteen. By the way, I, I had the Young Bucks pretty really? far on my list. I think they. I think they have more work to do, especially when you look wow. at the resumes of a lot of the people that are on this list. Holy! Like cow. I'm. I, I'm, <laughs> they a I at, I'm not gonna lie. I'm at number eleven. Wow. Yeah, i have i at number eleven. Like the. Wow. I got him at Jim Cornetta's
1: entered the chat. <laughs> <laughs> Holy
0: and cow! It's nothing against the Young Bucks. I just had him wow. at eleven because I think I, I, I debate between Becky and Trish. And who has meant more to to women's wrestling? I and especially because they just had the feud. I I, I lean towards Becky because she did win the first ever women's main event at WrestleMania. She came away as Becky Two Belts. Her work as that man, as the man character, and everything that she's done kind of since then. And she's taken to me women's wrestling to different heights. Like yes, without Trish Stratus, there's no Becky Lynch. But without the run that Becky has, we don't have. What Rhea Ripley did on Monday night, like Rhea Ripley is undoubtedly the star of Monday Night Raw, which is crazy to think about considering you have somebody who else who's on this list in Seth Rollins. You have Cody Rhodes, who is probably the biggest babyface WWE currently has. And yet the star of Monday Night Raw currently is Rhea Ripley. And that doesn't happen without Becky Lynch. So I'll take Becky with my second pick.
1: Second pick for me was the, the Hardys. And, and the reason why is because of where they started in Carolina. They, they were wrestling when they were 16. They're not wasn't supposed to wrestle in WWE. They lied about their age. <laughs> you can go back to when in Milwaukee, Stone Cold Steve Austin, right? Now Austin, yeah. 16 says, I'll whoop your ass. Who opened the doors at the King of the Ring? It was the Hardys. If, if you go back and look at footage, a 16-year-old Matt and Jeff Hardy are opening the doors for the wrestlers to come in. Uh, and they were wrestling as... as um as preliminary wrestlers at that time. And they grew into something. They grew into a dynamic pair that people still cheer today. I told you guys, last time I saw them in person, um, they still get huge pops because of all the ladder matches they had. They innovated the ladder match. They did things that we had never seen before. If it wasn't for the Hardys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudleys, we wouldn't have those classics. So I would have the Hardys there. What we're seeing here now, like we saw them on Dynamo, I mean, that's... That is horrible. I mean, that's no yeah. more.
0: That's that's probably the best they moved though in the trios I mean, match. That,
1: that's because of brother Zay. I think that's the
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Zay Zay helped them out, but I feel <laughs> yeah. like that was that was the best I've seen them on TV in 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 a little while since they both been there.
1: Yeah. So, so as we do the snake draft, I'm gonna go with the Hardys next for my list.
2: So this is where I ran into you know struggling, debating and things. For me, I think about it in terms of sports, where like you had those special seasons where you're like, all right, is it a Hall of Fame worthy enough? So like I'm going Goldberg because I think the peak of Goldberg was so high. And no, it wasn't, you know, five star classics in the ring, but that run, the Hogan match in Georgia, things like that, like that peak alone, I think, is enough to push Goldberg into a Hall of Fame.
1: No, he doesn't get in. He retired
0: Bret Hart. No. (laughs) Has Brett you, mentioned that before? I mean, that's <laughs> – I've, I've, yeah, I've never – can you expound on no, that? This is the first I've no, heard of this. I don't this. have
1: a 500-page book <laughs> like I have on my bookcase back here of Brett Hart complaining about Goldberg. Whatever, Bill Goldberg.
2: Bill, yeah, you got to work with Bill. He always called him Bill Goldberg. Brett, yeah.
1: Brett, we got to do this promo over again. We're ta- His name – we're going Goldberg. Okay, got it. Three, two – whatever, Bill Goldberg. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs>
0: So, no, he retired one of my favorites. No, Goldberg. But but Yeah, I mean his his run in professional wrestling though, like it, he was as hot as he, he I mean he didn't sustain sure. I mean he you know, in terms of the way that The Rock or Stone Cold did or any of that, but like Goldberg at his peak is as popular as a professional wrestler yep. has been, right? Like again, it, it kind of yeah. It turns out he was a bit of an able, oh, okay. you yeah. know. That kind of that kind of cooled him that's, off, and turns that, out people didn't like. That's him as all much. right, Gabe. I mean, who wasn't
1: in wrestling? Who wasn't an right. hole I mean, that's just you know. But 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 you're right though. Think about it. We talk we, we talk about um, Kenny Omega gets MJ up on TV on Saturday night, right? We got Hogan Goldberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. a, a natural, <laughs> like In front of 45,000 people at the Georgia Dome. Uh-huh. Not a Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Like, out, out of nowhere, a yeah. nitro. That was the main event. And Goldberg gets over and wins the championship. I mean, that was huge for its time.
0: Yeah, that was, that was absolutely huge. Okay, so for my third pick, again, debating between two because they've had such long runs. But I, I'm going to say Randy Orton. And it's easy to forget about Randy because he hasn't been on our TVs and, and there's, you know, rumors out there that he may be coming back at Survivor series here. But like he hasn't had long sustained periods like this where he's been out with injury like for him to stay as relatively healthy as he has for his entire career and, and just be able, i mean he's a 14 time champ but the, the way he's been able to float in and out of different characters and be you know kind of a comedy bit with with rk bro or be the serious parts of um what the um I'm, I'm blanking on what you know stephanie and triple h called themselves well then they re- re- require Definitely. um Got Seth Rollins, the authority, yeah. yes. So the way he was the serious part of the authority, going back to evolution and, and doing all the different things that Randy Orton has done in his career, it's damn impressive. And he's always made it look so effortless that I think he's been taken for granted at some point. But he's always somebody that Vince and the WWE could always rely upon. Oh, we need something. All right, let's just get Randy, get Randy, he'll do it. And, and Randy's always been that guy for the WWE who's always stepped up whenever they've needed him. Like he, I, I, when I was in college, I didn't watch as much professional wrestling. And when rock came back to host WrestleMania, I really dove headfirst back into it. And his, his feud with CM Punk at that WrestleMania, like it was, it was fantastic. The work that he's done, all the different things. Um, I, I'll, I'll go Randy Orton here. as my third. So pick. I'm having
1: a hard time with this, uh, this third pick because I have two choices. I've got Rick and Scott Steiner, New Japan Tag Team Champions, WCW Tag Team Champions, um, were terrific in the NWA, or I have Paul Orndorff. You say, well, why Paul Orndorff? Paul Orndorff was one of the greatest wrestlers to never win the Heavyweight Championship during that Hogan run. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, I'm going to drop something on you that most don't know. There was an event in Toronto called the Big Event in 1986, August of 86. And the headliner was Hogan against, um, against Orndorff. They were the draw. They drew 74,000 fans, and that was not a pay-per-view. It's just one of those wow. H- Halcyon Home video deals. It's like, hey, we're taping this to so you can buy the VHS. I didn't buy it at mm-hmm. the time, but I read about it in the magazines. But just like the idea that, that it was the largest grossing, at the time, the largest grossing event in Canadian wrestling history. And Orndorf was on the other side when we kind of both, all three of us know, like, well, Orndorf was going to win that match and a non pay per view during that time. Like, but, but the point is that he was so important in that feud with Hogan. So, and I know he passed away just re- not too long ago. I want to give him his flowers, but I'm, I'm going with the Steiners. And I just another mistake by Eric Bischoff because the Steiners were still a hot act. I didn't like the way that they were separated. I know Scott had a much better uh, singles career than Rick. Uh, at the time, because he's big, bad booty daddy and he wins these singles championships, uh has a good TNA run. But I'm going to go with Rick and Scott Steiner because we talk, you know how much, guys, how much I love tag team wrestling? Those two are two of the best of all
0: time. Good thing there's not a math exam in order to get into yeah, this Hall of Fame. That's true.
2: <laughs> My final thing I mean, we bit your moan about it a little bit, but. I think it's Roman. Like, there is something to three yeah. years as a champion. Like, if he ends up facing The Rock at Mania, like, there's something to that. And the Shield run being, like, we've talked about, one of the best factions of all time, and maybe the most successful when it comes to individual parts. I think Roman at this point has sort of earned his spot already.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I, that's hard to argue with. I think I would.
2: I'd like for him to defend the title every now and then to yes. uh, solidify his greatness. That'd be nice. <laughs> That would be nice. So the ones we didn't list that we don't have going in, the Briscoes? Not yet. Yeah.
1: I mean, but great, though.
2: Again, great, but everybody just can't get in, but just Mm -hmm. not yet. Your guyhood, Edge. None of us mentioned him.
1: Uh, You know, at some point, his story is going to be written. We already know his AEW run is insignificant as much as everything he did in WWE. So at some point, yes, I think he'll get in.
0: I, 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 by the way, I was debating Randy or Edge sure. with my final pick. And again, unfortunately for Edge, like having that nine, 10 year gap just kind of hurts him to me. To me, when I, like, if I compare his resume versus yeah. Randy, it's an unfortunate injury and Edge is fantastic and I love watching him. But like, again, just Randy being able to be that consistent presence on WWE television for 20 plus years is just unbelievable. Yeah, the
2: rest of the shield, Moxley and Rollins, none of us mentioned them.
0: Um,
1: Moxley still has a lot to go. He's not stopping anytime soon. He's he comes across, guys, as a guy that's going to wrestle for the next fifteen years and bleed on every continent. He's that. He's, I mean, that's who he is.
0: Wait, he. I mean, he hasn't done that yet. I guess Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably the last one he hasn't fled on this until
1: point. he bleeds in Africa. He has not, uh,
0: <laughs> Ant- <laughs>
1: <laughs> he's not fled in the Pacific Islands or Africa yet.
2: <laughs> okay. So, so the, right. the other two you guys brought them up Orndorf and Tristratus. So.
1: Trish Stratus is a, a pioneer. I, I yeah. like to push and pull
2: what Gabe was going back and forth and trying to think. And,
1: you know, Trish is a pioneer. I mean, someone had to put a, a, mm-hmm. a, a dog collar on and walk on all fours for Becky Lynch to stand up and run.
0: Yeah. Exactly. It's But for the way she was able to break free of those stereotyped characters that she had early in her career, and then, and again, she talked about it a lot as her heel character in her latest run in WWE to to be that first main event with Lita on, on a Monday Night Raw, like to be able to break free and go, hey, by the way, look at what they can do in the ring right. too. And and I'm just super impressed the way she continued to get better in ring in the last, like when she first did the trios match with her, Lita, and Becky, I remember we were like, eee. Yeah. but then she just continued to get better and and like it just, it was almost like riding a bike for her. Like she was, she got her legs underneath her, and she just got a lot more smooth to the point where she put on one hell of a cage match. With yeah, Back we raved
2: Couch. about it in Chicago. I forgot what show it was, but we were in Chicago for All Out, and it was yeah. the night after that Saturday pay per view, and it was amazing that cage match.
1: Uh, I'm glad you got. I'm glad we did this because it reminded me that I had to fill out my ballot because I'm a wrestling observer Hall of Fame voter. So thank you for doing that. Totally <laughs> forgot. You know, the guys, you know, in this company that we work for, we're doing a million things. Uh-huh. I'm watching my, I'm oh, watch yeah. my guy up here on Sunday, having to argue about the, the Packers with these with these fans, like, and then have to turn around the next day and do a morning show. Like, we get busy, we forget stuff, and I'm like, oh, the Hall of Fame. Oh guy. yeah. Oh, I got to do that. You know, so we. We get this, this guy here with his high school stuff and just like and put it. And by the way, tweeting about the high school stuff while we're doing the
0: show. He's, he's quite the multitasker, this guy. Bro, it's, it's unbelievable. He's, you you got to be. Yeah. So how does the ballot work? Like, do you just, is it like the baseball Hall of Fame ballot? You can vote for like up to 10 or how does, how do, like, how do you get to fill out your ballot? Okay.
1: I'll make this brief because it's a long process, sir. Okay. Oh so there's several categories. I'll just give you the categories because okay. I think you'll get a kick out of this. The category is the way Dave Meltzer sent it to me and everybody else is. I followed the modern performers in U.S., Canada candidates. I followed wrestling in Japan. I followed the historical performers. They have a category for historical performers. Uh, There is Mexico candidates. I followed wrestling in Europe, Australia, New Zealand, Pacific Islands, Africa. Wow! And there's a Mm non-wrestlers category. It's deeper than even my oh knowledge. My Some of these names. Oh, okay. <laughs> deep, deep knowledge. Hold, so that's what you got to fill out. You fill out one and you just send it to them. So okay. I'm not awesome. going to go through. I, I'll just say this.
0: Yeah, you, you don't have to tell us who's going to be on your ballot. I was just curious how the process i give you worked.
1: one. And this only because the movie's coming out soon. I followed the modern performance. And, it, and again, it's a long list. just like broads gave us. Every It's like 20, mm-hmm. 25 people on the list. It's crazy. I voted for Kevin Carey and David Von Erich. Uh, because that's an era mm. of the '80s and they were hot. And that movie's coming out soon, right? It is. The yes. Von Erich movie.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. yes. So
1: I, mm-hmm. But the rest of these, like trying to find like guys from Africa and Pacific <laughs> Islands, it's like uh, Jimmy Snooker? No, he's really from New Jersey, <laughs> so that doesn't work. It's, like, like, it's tough, man. Like, and some you can abstain obviously if you just don't know. Like I'm sure. very weak in mm-hmm. Mexico wrestling, the AAA stuff. When we see it on Rampage, it's the first time I'm seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't have, I have very little historic knowledge of AAA CMLL. So I have no idea what that is because it wasn't on our TV. Right. I have no idea. So yeah. it's, mm-hmm. it's sometimes you abstain. Like I don't know who Doctor Wagner and and Angel Blanco is. I don't know who those people are. So I just nope, don't know.
0: It's the white angel, by the way, just so you know. <laughs> Mr. Bilingual over there. Yeah, he,
1: yeah. You know what? He married into it. That's,
2: yeah.
0: why. that's why you That's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Right, <laughs> what we have this week in news and news? All notes.
2: right, Rob Van Dam made yet another appearance on Dynamite last night with Hook, and he revealed on his one-of-a-kind podcast that he's been unbooked by WWE for Mania 40 weekend in Philly, where he was set to appear. He says he did get that AEW booking 30 minutes after the call from the, quote, Big company canceling him for weekend
1: because he's flirting with AEW. That's why, right? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, stupid. Mm-hmm. Triple H is better than that. He's better than. That. Yeah, he
0: should be. Like, I mean, come on. Like, you're not going to book him, Hunter. Right. Like, the guy wants to wrestle on television. Like, let let him get a paycheck. It's it doesn't. Make I
1: guarantee you, that. Trips is pissed at Ric Flair right now as we record this. Mm-hmm. Right now.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Why right? uh,
1: would you go over there? Because uh, I'm not booked with you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. It's like, so that's dumb. You know, the first thing, WrestleMania, Philadelphia. First thing will people think about ECW. So you're not going to put RVD anywhere, like signing autographs. Nope. You have to wrestle, signing autographs, just being a part of it. No. Okay. Whatever.
0: Is is RVD in the WWE Hall of yes. Fame?
1: Yes, because okay, I okay. still remember. I, I remember to say... that video of him trying to slip Vince like a, like a, a some weed. You ever see that back day? <laughs> he goes, "I got you something." <laughs> no, and Vince is just cackling. Cause he just, like, does he smoke?
2: Weed. Huh? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Elsewhere, news and notes. Jay Hood was in the building in Chicago. Impact Wrestling has revealed that they will move back to the TNA name in 2024. Scott and Damore did reveal this week that it will not include the six-sided ring.
0: Yeah, I love the reaction of, like, everybody online, like, oh, is this going to bring the six-sided <laughs> ring back? And how the performers were like, no, that was a terrible idea then. We're not doing that now. I had
1: no idea that hurt people, though. The wrestler was yeah. like, no, we're not bringing that back because I want to survive. I want to live in the ring. I think that... uh who was it? Hardcore Country said that, right? Mrs. Aldis, I think, mm-hmm. said that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to get hurt in the ring. Don't you want us to wrestle and get and be healthy? Okay, so it was an unusual reaction. I was there. Like, you know, here's Scott D'Amore. We're going to be f F-N-T-N-A. and TNA. And it was just, the video was nice to lead into it because I didn't know where they were going. Four minutes of this, I'm like, yeah. so why? what is going on? Eric Young, like, okay, what's this? And we're turning Impact Wrestling into tna again and this the crowd in chicago which is hot for everything is chanting tna and i said okay that's interesting now there's two sides of this guys the one side of it is is that it could be the good part of tna you know what's good part of tna the wrestling the in-ring wrestling the bad part of tna vince russo hulk hogan eric bischoff dixie carter to an extent even though it was kind of her money that's involved The reason why it's been LOL TNA or Impact Wrestling for a long time is because of the way it was booked. Like The the silly stuff that Vince Russo would book was trying to attract WWE audience, and it didn't work. You can do silly shit in WWE because they have a 40- or 50-year advantage where people are going to watch anyway, whereas when Vince and Ed Ferrara came to TNA, watch this, we're going to do something, we're going to do some crazy stuff, and TNA wrestling fans were like, I just want to see Elix Skipper just walk along the cage. I just want to <laughs> see Don West explode. I just want to see Jeff, you know, um, Jeff Jarrett hit somebody with a guitar. That's all ca- people cared about. So hopefully with this rebranding back to TNA, it could be the good stuff, the, the, the in-ring, and they can grow from there. They said they're going to be in bigger buildings, too, which I found interesting in a press release as well. Their first pay-per-view, Gabe, Brian, I mean, at the Palms in Las Vegas in January. Good luck. That's that's really stepping up in class. That's a big difference.
0: This Rose Stadium in Chicago, I'll tell you that for ah. sure. <sighs> maybe you want to walk before you run.
2: But like, right. will a name change really like change fans' perceptions? Like, if you sign Will Osprey, if CM Punk's appearing, like call it whatever the hell you want. People are going to tune into that. Like, I'm curious to see what the name change actually does.
1: I, I just think that again, you can rebrand it as long as you're different and the right. perception's different. Yeah. Like, like, every TNA person that we've talked to or see online, we're the best wrestling that no one knows about. We're right. Right. I'm sure that they have good matches. Again, we are not following it every week, but I just think that the the name change is created buzz. They were the number Go one ahead. trend Saturday night into Sunday. I was watching it closely. TNA is back, and either people were negative against it or positive for it, but it was buzz. They haven't had buzz in a long time. To see Scott Demore do a sit-down interview, I haven't seen TNA do that ever. Or impact gotcha. wrestling, good ever. He's sitting there with mm-hmm. Hannafin, and they're breaking down everything they're doing for their future. I'm like, where's that been for ten years? So, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna shit on it. I'm just saying that it's good that they're they created some buzz. Was that mean for the future? I don't know.
2: All right, finally, news to know some pay per view news with a lot of different companies. We'll start in the WWE. It was announced this week that Bash in Berlin will take place August of 24 in Berlin, Germany. Fightful also reporting that Backlash 2024 currently listed for Paris, France, and one more pay-per-view location, not quite as international, but, you know, some people like it. Fightful says the front-runner right now for SummerSlam 2024, Cleveland.
1: Um, where? The baseball stadium? Or? I
2: don't know, just Cleveland is what they said in the it's summer. The
1: Convocation Center?
2: <laughs> where in Cleveland? I've not seen the wear yet, so uh, yeah, you know, Berlin, Paris, Cleveland. Well, we're definitely, we're, we're definitely. I, going. I mean, if sure to Cleveland. We're definitely going.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Cleveland. Yes, <laughs> Cleveland. Um, why, why do they always have to do alliteration with these international? They had to have you know the Clash at the Castle, Bash at Berlin. I'm sur- I'm surprised it's not Frolic in France, like <laughs> instead of just doing Backlash there. Like, why why does it always have to have the alliteration? <laughs> Whenever they're doing these, and AEW, by the way, also going to have Worlds End, a pay per view coming at the end of the year. So eight pay per views this year for and one other
2: pay per view note: Ring of Honor, their final pay per view of the year, December fifteenth in Garland, Texas, confirmed this week. That pay per view part of Honor Club. So Jay Hood's going to get ten dollars a month worth it there.
1: No, no question, and they'll 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 have a good crowd for that. They'll have a fine crowd. I just think oh, always do.
2: I'm ready to book the uh, the Berlin
1: show. That is going to be Gunther against Dragunov. Oh, oh, that's at the top of the card. There's no question. The Erkinell oh. Championship should be the main on that card.
2: Or is, is it Gunther, Gunther versus Roman?
1: Gunther-Roman? Oh. Yeah. Oh, so Roman loses it. No, no. Roman wins, of course, still.
0: <laughs> you get the tease. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I'm just telling you, if you want the better match, Dragunov <laughs> against Gunther, because we've seen this in right. UK. It was yeah. just amazing, right? I just think I was just thinking about the international flavor. Mm-hmm. If Roman goes there, Roman should lose it there. Against Gunther. Uh, I mean <laughs> but, <laughs> but we know how this works, right? It's not WrestleMania, so it didn't yeah. happen.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, well, I Didn't lose at Clash at the Castle, didn't lose at Montreal versus uh-huh. Sammy. But you know.
1: Yeah, it'll be sold out. It's gonna be great. Um doing it in France. It's just the the new way WWE's doing things. It's not like they're struggling well, uh, you know, domestically, but they're going international, which is great.
0: Well, and it's just smart hitting these underserved markets because, I mean, one of my favorite pay-per-views this year was Backlash because it was in Puerto Rico. Like they hadn't had anything there in forever, and that crowd was hotter than hot. Which and again, it's going to be a little bit different because you know Puerto Rico, in terms of its its locale, yeah. is still you're getting a, a relatively normal pay-per-view time. It'll be on a little bit earlier, but who cares? That's going to be a hot crowd, and it's going to be a fun show to watch. I
1: think about that Bad Bunny pop at least once a week. Got him, buddy.
0: Yeah. Can you imagine American crowd like trying to sing along <laughs> to a song the way that that entire Puerto Rican crowd did with Bad Bunny's entrance? Like it's, it's zero. No,
1: change. all, all we happened. do
0: is. Whoa! <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah. That's, that's what we do. Well, we can do that, or we can yell, let's go, for the, uh, for the we Sammy. We knew Judas. You we know, in the bluff Judas. They did that a
1: few times. Well, that's true. The AW crowd knows every Ooh. chapter and verse of that. They're <laughs> certainly right about that. But it's nothing like what Gabe just laid out there. Yeah. That's just... It's just amazing. That quarter.
0: And like the way they got, Uh, I don't know if it was a drone shot of the entire. uh, So good. I
1: mean, when we do our award show in December, I mean, that's gotta be right up there for moment of, of the year.
0: Oh my God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So good. Just so good. All right. That brings us to, and there's going to be, again, a lot of the shows were good this week. Like raw was good. Dynamite was good. SmackDown had some good stuff. Match of the week. What do you have? Matches of the week. Got a limit. All it. right.
1: Here's another half hour of the show. Um, <laughs> God, wrestling's so good. Guys, is so good. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's so good. It's so good
0: right now. Fantastic.
1: Okay. What's great is, is that we get nine matches of the week, right? That's what's great. Because yeah. 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 we never have the mm-hmm. same one. All right. So, all right. So let's go with uh, Sami Zayn against Drew McIntyre.
0: Yeah, I had that okay. one down. It was fantastic.
1: Let's go with Osprey against Speedball Mike Bailey. There's a match here that's going to be co- it's going to be wrestling uh, match of the year. It's going to be a candidate, guys. It was just that good. Seeing it at Cicero Stadium yeah, I, is
2: unbelievable. That um, is one of his five that is currently among the top ten of the year. By the way,
1: it, it's it's ridiculous, bro. It's how good that was. But it's it's an Osprey match, but I it, sound like I've seen a, a ton of Mike Bailey either. That's the other. Sure. Thing. So to see him against Osprey, I'm like, wow. So. That blew the roof off the place because I saw that live this past Saturday. So that match, this match, and I will drop down and go with Becky Lynch against Lyra Valkyrie. Valkyra. Okay. Okay, so. I,
0: every time I look at that name, it just throws me off. <laughs> like, I, I'm like, I am so glad I never have to Valkyria? pronounce this name. Do I have that right? I mean, we're play-by-play, I, guys. We got to get the name right. Come yeah, on now. You guys are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I, I Look, I look. I stared at that name <laughs> for a good 15 right. minutes. Like trying to say it over and over in my head, like Laya Valkyria, <laughs> Laya Valkyrie, Laya Va- Like, I don't know. Like it's just, there's too many, like the A, I, I don't know. Too many R's and A's
1: in the first so and I'm, last I'm, I, That's the women's, and for those that didn't know, that was the main event for NXT. I got in that late because it's nine o'clock and they were still on, nine o'clock central. I'm like, what, this overrun's amazing. Mm. It's ten minutes, eleven minutes, and then Becky Lynch ends up losing. Uh, Becky Lynch did more for the women's division in that com- that brand than anybody else. I, and and by the way, I didn't even know who that was. Yeah, this liar, I didn't even know who she was. I'm like, so she, so Becky loses to her. I'm like, uh, it's fine, but it was a really good match though because Becky led it, and um, it was a great main event for NXT.
2: So I actually have three different ones: uh, MJF versus Juice from last night, like. I enjoy the way MJF's working, even as a face, but still doing the heelish things. And like, even though you had the Bullet Club goal, so like, it was a fun match last night between those two.
1: Too much uh, Michigan.
2: It's too much Michigan. Yeah, way but they too let him much. go. Like, there was a lot of working between those two. My Yiddish is strong. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> go
0: ahead.
2: Uh, Brian Danielson versus Andrade on Saturday. I still don't know what they're doing with Andrade. if They're going to pay yep. it off. We get the Malachi thing at the end, which, sign me up right now for Brian and Malachi. But, like, a hell of a way to start off Saturday night.
1: Andrade Andrade was so Mm -hmm. disappointed. Yeah.
2: (laughs) The look at the end of the match is like, fuck, I lost again. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the payoff is there. Yeah. So my third one. It didn't take place this week. I watched it this week. It actually happened two weeks ago. Watched it on YouTube and on a legal stream. I, of course, reported it after because that's frowned upon. Pirate <laughs> is very illegal. Um, uh-huh. New Japan, Royal Quest two weeks ago, Osprey versus Zack Sabre Jr. Bravo. Ooh. Like, as you expect, you put Ooh. those two in the ring, they deliver. A half hour of yeah. just those two doing things, you're like, how? Like, why is your body bending like that? Like, unbelievable. Will Osprey, wherever he goes, and Sabre also. So one hell of a match between those two. You
1: could have slid a brother a link, by the way.
2: Uh, I got you. I send you a text right now. <laughs> you still pay for New Japan. You can watch it legally.
1: Oh, that's right. Forgot. <laughs> still paying for it. Not well. watching. It, can't find it. I don't speak Japanese. Uh,
0: I mean, just as long as you can figure it out by the uh, you know early January, so we can watch yeah. Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah, um, so I did have so Sammy versus Drew, Danaism versus Andrade were great. But I also wrote down Flair versus Eo Sky from SmackDown um again ended up being kind of a schmazi ending because it had to be because there's a smackdown and, and but i mean flair eos guy just every time she's out there defending that championship i feel like she just continues to deliver time and time again um she's been fantastic and then the main event left last night of dynamite i really enjoyed um blackpool combat club versus orange and uh o- and uh, okada like the way that Brian Danielson just refused to play along with the Orange Cassidy (laughs) gimmick and just decided to get aggressive right away. I just loved everything about it. I don't know if Danielson's legitimately hurt. It seems like it's just a work in that because Okada was taunting him at the end almost to say, hey, you keep winning, but every time you mess with me, you end Mm -hmm. up hurt. I I, I don't know. It was just kind of an awkward ending to Dynamite last night, but the match itself was, again, not shocking when you have, again, the fact that Orange Cassidy has... (laughs) If if two years ago I told you, hey, we're going to have this match and it's going to be Brian Danielson, Claudio Castagnoli, uh, Okada and Orange Cassidy, you would have looked at me so sideways and went, what the hell is Orange Cassidy doing there? But he like belonged. He he 100 percent belonged in that match last night. And again, tip of the cap to to Orange Cassidy for continuing to deliver in ring wrestling the way I did not think was possible when
2: I was first introduced. And to shout him. out to the hug with Okada during the Rainmaker spot. <laughs> like,
0: oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, you got to give the people what they I want. I did not
1: have Orange Cassidy and Okada as a tag team <laughs> on my bingo card at all. It was the most bizarre thing. and But it was a banger, though. Oh, it was very physical.
2: Oh, very so good.
0: So good. So, well, I mean, Okada's involved in it. And I don't know,
2: be. I'm the only one in this boat, but YouTube TV not familiar with the AEW overrun got cut off last night. Second time I've had that happen in the last few weeks.
0: Oh, my God. Oh. Some, oh, most of the match.
1: <laughs> Josh Alexander against Alex right. Shelley. World title. Very nice matchup, too. But I mean, that's, it's just so much. There's just yep. so much great mm-hmm. wrestling,
0: guys yeah and, and this seems like it should be the downtime for wrestling and they're putting together again raw has been put together really well smackdown the way that they're doing the aldous versus pierce thing i'm assuming is actually going to build up towards survivor series and maybe actually give them some meaning to raw versus smackdown if that's the direction they go once again at survivor series but I, I, really good shows it's it's in a really good spot right now in a time that's usually kind of considered the low mm-hmm. period for professional wrestling. And I'm hoping that we get more great shows and we, we're, we're going to get a great match on collision. We get, <laughs> I mean, let's just go ahead and pencil yeah. it in right now. All right. And like nobody next week can use MJF versus Kenny Omega. Like that's already going to be, you know, that's okay. Other than that, what are your matches of the week? Cause we know that one's going to deliver and I'm sure there are going to be plenty of other things that deliver next week. And we're going to talk about it all right here on G K.